0: remembers how Melissa's sisters treated her in that time and all of the things that they did on social media after I feel like maybe Melissa's mom just kind of got caught in the crossfire of it all and Louie wants to go and invite her I think that we missed something in that episode, though. While all of a sudden it flipped and Louis was going to go, like, he went to apologize to her, which was really nice to see. If you watch back, there was a moment where Louis and Joe are in the kitchen together, and I can't remember who walks in, like, Frank or Evan. Someone walks in and kind of interrupts it. And I think that there was an unseen footage portion there where there may have been a conversation. (sighs) This This is is not not just another housewife podcast. (sighs) Celebrity gossip consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off of NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Bray, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I have had an absolute crapshoot of a week. I was actually really sick for the last two days. I had a sore throat on Sunday and I was trying to like just push it off. I mean, I did a lot of screaming. It's March Madness. I'm a March Madness basketball girly. So my team was playing on Sunday. So I just kind of attributed the sore throat to I did a lot of screaming I did a lot of yelling things were heated and I pushed it off now Monday I woke up had this horrendous sore throat it felt like needles in my throat and as the day progressed more symptoms were starting to evolve I actually had like really bad full body aches I was completely exhausted. I had no, like nothing mentally brain wise was going on up there. I could not focus on anything. All I wanted to do was sleep. I couldn't move. It was just awful. And it went for two full days. I took a total of three, (laughs) three COVID tests in the 48 hours, mainly because number one, I, it didn't really trust the ones that I had earlier uh, that I've tried in the past. Like, I'd never seen that brand. They were the free ones from the government. Uh, number two, then I realized I was actually doing those wrong, so I took another one of those. Then I still didn't trust it, so yesterday I had door dashed a one that I've used in the past that I was comfortable with the brand, and that was also negative. All three were negative. But my symptoms were exactly what I felt like when I had COVID two years ago. But now I'm starting to think, like, I woke up today. I never had a fever. It was just body aches and chills and exhaustion. I woke up today, and I feel great, which is wonderful. So it was like this weird 48-hour thing. My throat is still a little bit scratchy, so my voice is probably going to be a little bit different. I might have to clear my throat more often. I apologize in advance. But I feel good. I woke up. I have energy I don't know if it was like a weird 48 hour flu thing, but I would not wish that on anyone. It was miserable. But I am back and I'm so happy that I feel good today so I could be here and record this episode for you because we have some things to talk about. Before I dive in, I want to tell you something that I've been working on. I finally broke down and started a YouTube channel. I spent all day last Friday, all day last Saturday. Was it Saturday? I don't know. I don't know what days are. I spent two whole days last week. Let's just put it that that. Two whole days last week. Downloading some content from TikTok, editing them, getting it in. I launched the YouTube channel. I'm doing shorts on there. I am taking my recaps from TikTok and putting them onto YouTube. Full disclaimer I am not a YouTuber. Okay. The reason that it took me so long to create this podcast and the reason that it took me so long to create a YouTube channel, I'm only like 10 years late, is because I don't like editing things. Like that is the point of creation that I just can't handle, which is probably why I've had so much fun on tiktok because it's not all of that like sure a lot of creators gonna be like oh my god you have to have great visuals to keep people interested no i just talk at the camera i don't give a shit what i look like i just talk to the camera and ramble and if you like what i have to say you follow so i'm doing the youtube thing and a lot of the recaps like i said are going to come from tiktok they're kind of in that form i will have Uh, video exclusive. So like while I'm recording this podcast, I'm going to record some on video and put clips of the podcast onto YouTube as well. So you can kind of get a visual aspect of things. You can see how I talk with my hands while I'm recording. And I'm not going to lie. The drive behind this was obviously the very likely possibility. Like I don't want to say it's 100% happening and I don't want to say that it's never going to happen. I feel like something is going to happen here. The possibility that we may be banned from TikTok which is a whole other thing, obviously. I knew that I wanted to create and continue creating these videos. So I'm like, all right, let's just do it now. It's going to be very, I'm going to fumble the bag. Like I'm going to fumble the bag. I am not going to have pretty backdrops. You guys have seen, if you follow my TikTok and do the lives, my office behind me has Loon Border. I have been like begging my husband to let me redo my office just so I can paint the fucking walls white and put some art behind me for a while, but he keeps like randomly tearing apart other rooms in my house. I don't have fancy things. I don't want to spend hours upon hours editing. It's going to be very straightforward. It's going to have a very TikTok vibe, but on YouTube. So of course, that channel is easy as it is everywhere else. It is oops, I gossiped again. I will link it directly in the show notes today, but I would love for you to go and at least subscribe to the channel so that If for some reason something happens, not for some reason, we know what the reason is and it's Mark Zuckerberg. If it comes down to us losing TikTok, then all all content will be moved over to YouTube. But I am slowly transitioning that. Like new things are getting uploaded there already. I'm putting shorts on there. I'm having actually a lot of fun with their shorts because they have a 60 second time limit. (laughs) Whereas on TikTok, I now have a 10 minute time limit. And I'm like, uh, these are getting too long. Like even for my brain, I can't handle watching videos that long. I'm playing. I'm doing it. I hope that you will join me and go follow the channel, go subscribe. I know that's what the kids call it, not follow, go subscribe to the channel and help me grow and build and be one of the first people that are on that platform with me. So that's just my little plug. Let's get into the first topics that we need to discuss. And right off the bat, I'm not even, I want to talk about Taylor Swift first because we've got a lot of Bravo things to talk about. But Taylor Swift kicked off her Eras tour in Glendale, Arizona this weekend and this is a heartfelt letter to all of the Swifties that number 1 most importantly number 1 do not have tickets I I like my heart goes out to you. Um but number 2 if you are a Swiftie like me who is not seeing the Eras tour in until, you know, June or July, like this weekend on on TikTok and quite literally every social media platform was too fucking much. I'm just going to say it. Yes, I'm salty. Yes, I'm bitter. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I was so tired of laying in bed on Friday and Saturday night and scrolling TikTok and seeing nothing but videos of the tour, live streams. Why are you live streaming every moment of this concert? I don't understand. How is this like a gen z thing. I don't get it. But quite frankly, since I've already seen the entire Eras Tour on TikTok and I know all of the set lists and I know every single set change and and outfit and whatever it is that she is, I don't need to record one damn thing come June when I'm there live. I can just be there in person and fully enjoy it because I've seen it all. I've seen it and it is excruciating to watch. Get me off Swift Talk okay? Get me off Swift Talk. I don't need to know every little detail of the concert that you attended. I don't need you to live stream this. It is just nothing but FOMO for those people that have to wait months or worse yet, don't have tickets and wanted tickets. I understand if you're a Swifty creator and you have to document every little possible thing, but like I don't I don't need to see that. Let me have my own experience because, honestly, unpopular opinion—you you ruined it for me. <laughs> you ruined it for me. I am taking my daughter as well as a friend of mine is taking her daughter, and they're you know we have a group of like six of us that are taking teenage girls, and we don't know like are the girls the bigger Swifties than we are? We're probably, but. We have a group chat between all of us, the moms and the girls, and the girls have already picked out their dresses. They have their outfits ready. And I put in the group chat, I'm like, um, so are moms like allowed to choose an era's outfit? And they had so many guidelines for us. Like it has to have sequins. It has to be the color of your era. Don't you dare pick one of the eras that we are, have already chosen because we already have our outfits planned. And I'm like, you guys have a lot of rules. A lot of rules for people that are being brought and aren't paying for it. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it would come to much shock of any person that has ever watched one of my snarky TikTok videos or somebody that knows me in real life, but I have chosen the reputation era. It is and always will be the era that I live by, um, you know, the black, the the snake, these snide remarks, it, it's its a whole thing for me. So my era is reputation, obviously, and I have started to look at what my outfits will be. So the only thing that I will say I'm grateful for of all these people that had to, you know, tell every little fucking detail down to the crumb of food that they ate at the era's tour is Everyone was saying of how early you have to get there and how much you will stand. And I thought that I was going to wear like a high heel knee length boot, but I think I might be changing that. I might do something more comfortable, which is totally off brand for me because I'm five foot one. Your girl needs a heel, right? I just need a heel to blend in with the crowd. (laughs) But of course, right now, as I'm trying to find things on Amazon, because I don't want to spend an outrageous amount because I can tell you I will never wear the sequined black romper ever again after this, that everything is sold out. So I'm going to give it like a month or two because I have all that time and then maybe I'll start putting my outfit together but if you're a Swifty and that's the one thing like I have already picked up my nails I've already sent it to my nail girl we know what we're doing I have my appointment scheduled and I'm looking at outfits but I do not need to see your live streams and we have so many more concerts to go (laughs) so many more where I might just have to shut TikTok off entirely what are these, what are we going to do? Like I have a transition plan. What are we going to do if TikTok is banned and I can't do my outfit transition? That would be a travesty. You know, there are so many, so many terrible things happening in the world. And this is on the front of my mind. All right. I'm going to hop off of my Taylor Swift rant and we're going to talk about Bravo. Let's start with Miami because I am physically like not okay that this series is almost over. We only have one more episode of the reunion. Part two gave us so much. Like how delusional is Larsa Pippen? How delusional is this woman? Number one, she, for, before I get into it, let me tell you this. I My best friend is watching, finally watching Miami at my request because it was the one Bravo show that we couldn't talk about that she didn't know anything about. And it was really frustrating to me. So she is finally watching it and she is snapping me so many times like, and they're just, all these things that I want to say, I just, I laugh because getting her reaction, knowing that nothing changes, like her reaction about Larsa and her jewelry line, her reaction about Julia, uh, you know, having ambulance called because she had just a severe hangover. Like we are in our late thirties. We know what a hangover feels like. And there are many days where I would just like to have my bestie call an ambulance send me with an IV, bring me to the hospital, put me on my deathbed, whatever it is. But she's snapping me all these things and I can't help but laugh because Miami is just so good. But the one thing that stays consistent is the delusion of Larsa Pippen. On last week's reunion, she, first of all, she tries to say that she has sex four times a night, every night, no days off since she and Scotty got together. I cannot. She tried to back it up because even Andy was like, even when he was on the road, she's like, oh yeah, we had a private jet. So I'm like, babe, you are so full of shit. Unless you had your sneaky link coming in when Scotty was on the road, this does, like we believe this story as much as we believe that your butt is real. Okay. We know that's not it. So speaking of her butt, she then makes a comment to Nicole and point blank says, I have real jobs, okay. Unlike you, putting people to sleep. When I tell you that I was stunned, and I think, as you can see on the looks of Nicole and Gertie, I—they obviously were stunned as well. Like Nicole, Nicole being the queen of comebacks and petty one-liners, literally has nothing. Has nothing because it is just so fucking delusional. This girl is over here selling her feet on OnlyFans. And meanwhile, Nicole is a full-ass doctor. I'm sorry. Quote, putting people to sleep as an anesthesiologist. Does this woman not know she is a doctor? I sure hope that all the anesthesiologists have not teamed up together (laughs) to basically tell Larsa to go fuck herself when she wants her next procedure done. Because, ma'am, you need those people to put you to sleep. The delusion in this woman. And then she tries to say, when Andy asks her about her relationship with Michael B. Jordan, she's like, Well, you know, he goes, What well what if, you know, Michael Jordan's ex-wife started dating Scotty Jr. and she's like, as long as he's happy and he's in love, I'm fine with it. Oh, I don't I don't understand. And there are people that are like, Larsa needs to be fired. I, I hate to say it, but no, they bravo peacock. I'm sorry, it's not a bravo peacock. They will not fire Larsa Pippen. They're not going to fire her because she is giving us these things like this. And it's hard to tell for me if she is just really putting on a show and if she's being, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to build it up for the cameras. Or if she is actually like this, if she is actually this person who has these thoughts, who has these things that go through her brain that she has to spit out, I just, uh, mind-blowing. And I don't know about Alexia this season either. I've I keep saying it every single week. Like, how does this woman continuously get more manipulative and more mean girl? And Marisol's over here just like riding coattails. The one thing I found w- that was interesting was there's a moment where Alexia and Adriana are fighting. See, I'm already I'm blending Vanderpump. Ariana came into my head uh, when Alexia and Adriana are fighting in the dressing room, and Adriana brings up the fact that Alexia outed her ex-husband after he died as a gay man. And it never really made sense to me why Alexia and Adriana were having this big problem. But Alexia says, I'm still pissed at you for saying, you know, that you heard that he died in bed with his lover. And Adriana's like, yeah, well, you outed him. And that's why Leah Black hates you. And that's why all these other people are pissed at you. And in that moment, I'm like, oh my God. I don't really feel like that registered with me the very first time I saw it. And that was last season, but it makes total sense. This is why Alexia is holding and she's like snapping at Adriana for literally everything over and over again. And Adriana is just, her life has fallen apart. I mean, who she was last season to this season, she's divorced. Her kid has gone to college now. She's alone. Like everything that she thought that she was going to have is gone. And she's really, really struggling. And what she wants is just to have her friends around, her friends to have her back. And yet here we have Alexia and Maricel who are continuously just demeaning her and like digging and digging and digging and just want to do nothing but mean girl her. And I, I don't understand. The only thing that I can possibly think is that something isn't right in Alexia's life like something's not right with that marriage something's going on with her kids I mean like I I love and adore Frankie and I never want this to get misconstrued of how I feel about Alexia I think she has done a phenomenal stand-up job to work with Frankie and support him and help him and do all of the things that he needs to be independent and to stand on his own and make him feel, not only just doing it, but like supporting him in the way that he feels that he's doing it and he's supporting himself. She has done a phenomenal job. She's a wonderful mother in that aspect. But whatever, I think there's something going on in her life that she doesn't want the pieces to be found out, and in my opinion, I think it has to do with her husband. Something like you know, remember the Gringo dinner? He was really—he felt like he was a housewife in that moment. The way he was going after Nicole and Anthony, it just—it felt really icky to me. It felt really creepy. And then I think back to a different season. I want to say it was maybe season three. No, it had to have been season four when they met. And they're discussing that big blowout that he had with Peter and they're yelling at each other like something something doesn't add up for me with him and that is the only thing that I can think of Alexia is using it to more or less hide that something's going on, that life isn't as, you know, perfect, that she's not the star that she claims she is, and she doesn't want to be found out, which is why she in turn goes after Adriana. One thing we did find out in breaking news, which I'm so happy to hear, is that Martina is officially in remission and cancer-free. So... Sending so much love, um, happy for them because it was absolutely breaking my heart watching the way that Julia had discussed what was going on with Martina and the status of her cancer. She is officially remission free, and I am just so happy for them. We have just one episode left. And I'm going to miss it dearly because I don't know how long I can wait for another one uh, but this this season again and I will say it I will say it I will say it if you do not have peacock you must get it. You must watch Real Housewives of Miami. You are missing out. And speaking of Peacock, we are going to be getting rid of Miami with the last episode on Thursday, which today, the time of this airing. Thursday is the final episode of the reunion, but it is also the first episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, which I'm super excited about. I really like the mix-up of the cast on this one. I am absolutely looking forward to it. We will discuss that on next week's episode. Real Housewives New Jersey this week. We have yet another storyline of a brother and a sister not speaking. And we've gotten, we've had like hits on it. Earlier in episodes where it's been discussed, you know, Danielle kind of made it known. My brother and I don't talk to each other. And it's because of things that I was posting on Instagram. But now this week we have Jackie. Jackie, who is fighting for her life during filming. Girl, is fighting for her life and lost. Can you imagine fighting for a full-time spot and you're fighting Rachel Fuda? Like for real? And you lost? Like, Rachel Fuda got a full-time spot? Okay. Jackie is fighting for her life. And unfortunately, she chose the wrong newbie to go after because Danielle, her Staten Island vibes and, and her hot little temper are going to come for you, Jackie. I don't know why Jackie chose this conversation of all things to focus on to try to get her time. And this week, we finally got her a confessional, which was entirely unneeded. Like we did not need to see Jackie in there. This girl has brought really nothing other than the storyline of Evan possibly cheating on her was the only time that she ever brought anything to the show the entire time she's been on it. And you now chose Danielle, the strongest one of all the newbies to go after, to start a fight. And when the trash talking of the clothes she was wearing didn't work out for you, you decided to choose her brother, like the relationship with her brother. Come on. We've done this storyline. We're we're tired of it. So the fact that it's even being clinging. But not only is Jackie on this train, but Margaret's going to get on it as well. Because Margaret is now pissed off that... Teresa is out telling Danielle and Rachel Fuda that they need to watch their backs around her, but somehow Rachel Fuda managed to twist the words and say, like, Danielle told me, which wasn't the case. I felt like I was being gaslit when she said, Danielle, what did Danielle tell you about me? And she goes on this whole thing like, no, you were standing next to each other. That's how you found out. Not only Jackie is now on this rampage, but Margaret's going to hop on board as well. And we know what happens when Margaret hops on board, right? Shit gets messy because teresa is not wrong. Margaret holds a fuse to light at any point in time if someone crosses her, that little secret is going to come out. And in this episode this week she makes a comment like I don't even I don't even do that. When you see flashbacks, like uh, how can you not when we maybe Margaret doesn't know, but like to find out that Jennifer Aiden's daughter found out about this cheating scandal from a TikTok. And that TikTok was created because of you, Margaret Josephs. Like your stories, your little seeds, your little things that you pop out, that's how people's lives are ruined. And don't sit there and call other humans disheveled drug addicts and then turn around and be like, well, that undermines my character. No, you and the things you do undermine characters of every single person on your cast, except for those that know to stay on your nice side just like Teresa said, but just like you are now accusing Danielle of saying. So I went off on a tangent there. Back to Jackie. (laughs) Jackie has it in her head that somehow Danielle is lying about the reason that she and her brother do not, Speak. Why do you care? What is it any of your business at all? It's not. It's just her fighting for that full time spot. She's trying to bring something up that's going to get her more camera time. Basically, production was like, Jackie, we don't know if we really want you around. And Jackie's like, oh yeah, watch this. I'm going to be on everyone's, I'm going to be in the background of everyone's shot. I'm going to be face forward. I'm going to bring everybody together. I'm going to get everyone talking about this. And you're going to need me on camera. Not for this. We don't. But what we did get is we got that shift of, okay, Danielle's a newbie. What does she have to bring? Oh, she's kind of, you know, loud. She's kind of obnoxious. We're not really sure. But then we hear, oh, I hear my name. I hear my name and her blood starts boiling. And let me tell you, when I was watching this, my blood was boiling for her. I am not very good at holding myself back. There are so many times that I just want to dive on people in the comments, and sometimes I do, and I regret it. And I know better than to argue with people on the internet, but I do it. And if I had just half of the restraint that Danielle had in this week's episode to not go and chokehold Jackie Goldschneider, I would be an amazing person (laughs) because you could just see it. And I do give props to Melissa because Melissa was very straightforward with her when she went over to see how she was. Melissa also looked very drunk. Very drunk, but she was trying. She could have stirred the pot. She could have, you know, lied and said, no, it's okay, it's okay, and covered for her other friends, but she didn't. She was straightforward with Danielle. And Danielle was just like, you know what? I'm done. We're out of here. Rallied the group, rallied the troops, her friends, which props to Jen and Teresa for being like, yep, we came together, we go together. We don't care what just happened. You can tell us later. Let's go. It was like the quickest I'm out of here as a Midwestern girl, that shit would never slide. (laughs) Like, That would have taken hours, and by that point, I would have lost my cool and done something I definitely regretted. But this group, they rallied together, and they got her out of there. I am, however, worried for Jackie for every episode upcoming because she messed with the wrong girl she could have chosen Rachel Fuda who by the way drives me absolutely crazy because every episode she's been like I don't want to be in the middle and I don't need to know about what everyone's talking about and I don't need to be in the drama but yet every single episode she has actually been the one to be like well I heard and this person told me this like you better watch your p's and q's girl right now it looks cute you're the young one in the group nobody really knows you you Look fun, you're young and fun, your husband's fitting in well with the crew, you know, getting his chest waxed. She needs to be careful because people that are older than her, and what I mean in older is not by age, but time on the show are going to start catching on. Just like in this week's episode, where Teresa, when she's confronted by Margaret, she tried to flip it and put it on Rachel and tell Rachel that no, you, I mean, Teresa was absolutely in the wrong for this, but she tried to let Rachel be the scapegoat. And that's going to happen, mark my words. Someone that is elder on the cast, and I'm thinking more of like a Teresa or a Dolores, something's going to happen that Rachel is going to regret her little uh, you know, meddling in every single episode. Speaking of Teresa, we've seen a very different side of Teresa thus far in the season. And she attributes that to going to therapy, to having Louis help her, you know, work down. She doesn't want to be that reactive person anymore. This week's episode, when they're talking about how Melissa's mom and sisters are not invited to the wedding, I thought she was going to just, you know, like make up some story. The question was actually, um, like, was it an oversight? And she was just like, nope. Nope, it was not. And she went back to the christening where she, you know, that episode will forever live in my mind. It, I believe, was like the culmination of the downfall of Joe and Teresa. I really do. Joe Gorga, not Joe Judice. She goes back to that, remembers how Melissa's sisters treated her in that time and all of the things that they did on social media after. I feel like maybe Melissa's mom just kind of got caught in the crossfire of it all. And Louie wants to go and invite her. I think that we missed something in that episode though like why all of a sudden it flipped and Louis was going to go like she went to apologize to her which was really nice to see but if you watch back there was a moment where Louis and Joe are in the kitchen together and I can't remember who walks in like Frank or Evan someone walks in and kind of interrupts it and I think that there was an unseen footage portion there where there may have been a conversation. Now, whether that was Louis going to Joe and apologizing to Joe for not having them at the wedding, or it was Joe being like, hey, like my wife is really upset about this. Can we have her mom there? I think that we missed something. And I wish that if we had, if there was a conversation that was had between Louis and Joe, I wonder if it'll come up on Unseen Footage episode next week or if it will just never come up at all. But I feel like we missed something that is a really important piece of why it shifted, why Louie was then going to apologize to uh, Melissa's mom. Then Teresa kind of shifted and changed her mind and allowed Louie to invite Melissa's mom, which she, of course, was not there. But I say all of that to say this, Teresa she could have like there were so many times in this week's episode where I thought she was going to lose it I think that we are going to start seeing that Teresa again maybe in next week but what was really gross is the preview for next week and when Louis says I wear he's saying this to Joe and he's saying that he wears Joe and Teresa's dad's pajamas to bed so that they can feel safe and loving like that moment for me (laughs) was like I cannot watch what watch what happens live tonight like I don't like Richa Food. I didn't want to watch her anyway, but I like I was grossed out. I've been trying to give Louis the benefit of the doubt for a while and really kind of saying how he's helping Teresa, but like I hope that that's just bad editing. Uh, I don't know if I want the explanation. I'm kind of terrified, but like, what? So I'm gonna leave you with that, just like Bravo left us with that last night to think about. And we're gonna talk about Pump Rules. So it is Thursday today, and it is the filming day for the Vanderpump Rules reunion. We have been waiting for months. No, we haven't been waiting for months. We've been waiting what feels like months for this moment. Uh, There really were so many questions that may or may not be answered. As of recording this, Raquel has exclusively told E! News that she will be attending the reunion in person. Now, I still don't know what this means for Sheena, and I'm going to explain why. So there is a TRO in place currently. There is a hearing on March 29th just to hear both sides of the case. It was temporarily put into order up until that case. As of right now, they are ordered to not have any communication uh, in person, within 100 feet, electronically, anything of that nature. So Raquel will be there in person, which we didn't know until as of recording this. We don't know yet what that means for Sheena as of recording this. But what I found interesting, and it's something that I've like followed here for the last couple weeks throughout this TRO thing. A reminder, I did go, I paid for the documents, I have them saved. I've read the order, I've read the petition, I've looked at all the information. I did previously work as a legal assistant, so I kind of like understand what we're talking about here. What big thing that is missing is there was never a proof of service filed with the court. Now, what that means is the judge orders, in any case, a judge makes an order, and person that is on the other side of it, that is not the petitioner, that has not filed for said order, needs to serve the other party, make them aware. I, like, we've had, you know, Sheena's attorney has come out and talked. We know that it's in place, it's filed, but there's no proof of service. So there's there's never anything shown that she was served. Like, even if say her attorney went and accepted service for her, there had to at some point been one document that says proof of service and it would have to be signed either by the person that served her directly or it would have to be signed by the person, I would assume her attorney, who accepted service on her behalf. That never happened. It's not there. The only documents that are filed are is everything from the petition to the order that was all filed on three seven. I'm gonna say, it the, like we know that it's there, right? Her attorney has talked about it. Um, if she hasn't officially been served, or if a proof of service hadn't been filed, if this bitch walks in on camera with someone. To personally serve her on camera, dead. Like the sheer audacity. I would hope, because she told E! News that she wants to be there in person so that she can, you know, apologize to Ariana face-to-face, all that jazz. If this girl thinks that personal service of this is going to happen, on camera, I will rage. I will rage. I really wish that we had more indication of... When Sheena was served, who served her, if she was served, and this wasn't like just, I don't know, where's the proof of service? Where is it? Because it is one piece of the puzzle that is missing, and it's a big piece of the puzzle. You know, we had that mid season trailer come out, and we don't even have a trailer yet for Real Housewives of Orange County, and it's supposedly coming next week I think maybe the week uh, maybe it was April I can't recall it now but we had this mid-season we're not even halfway through the season of Vanderpump Rules and we had a mid-season pump the trailer the mid-season we've all been talking about it but I've been too sick to talk about it for the last three days that kind of shocked the world because in the end Ariana's just like I hope you I want you to die like that's what I that's what I need from you right now I need you to die the whole thing is just insane so they took things that were filmed prior to the scandal all the stuff from the season that they filmed and then they also took the things that they have filmed since scandal happened so that's you know really coming down to the sit down between Tom and Ariana and it looks like i'm kind of taking that not only is Tom you know involved in this Thing with Raquel while all this is happening, but it seems to me as though the group is also accusing Tom of cheating on some girl at the Abbey as well. So was he cheating? With Raquel and on Raquel, or who knows? We don't care. I hate that they used the whole discussion of open relationship as such a hard, like a hard, fast thing on the trailer because I am seeing again those same comments of like they had an open relationship. And I even saw a Dumois tip that was like they had a threesome and that went, but you know, he continued. Now, I will say, I'm not gonna lie, that. The idea that maybe they had a threesome and things started after has crossed my mind. It absolutely has. But again, none of these things, Ariana shut down the open relationship thing like months ago on Twitter, the lose him how you got him thing. All of these are justifying him being able to do it. Like If they had an open relationship, I feel like his whole like victim narrative in this is going to be... Well, you know, we didn't have sex. We felt like friends. We felt like roommates. Still doesn't mean anything, bro. Then break up, like move out of the fucking house, which allegedly he still has not done. They're still possibly living together. This is going to be his storyline. Uh, to justify why he was doing things, right? And it's not cute. Also, the trailer makes this big thing about Ariana being naked in the pool with some guy. Now, said guy has come out and said, listen, I'm watching all of you Bravo people lose your minds over Ariana being naked in a pool with me, and I am very much gay. (laughs) This man is her friend who is very much gay and is not trying to tittle and tattle with any of that. But editing is like, let's make up all of these reasons of why maybe he could justify doing it. And I don't like it. It's icky. I think most people read through the bullshit and were just like, yeah, exactly, Tom. We all just want you to go away. The other interesting part of Skandaval this week is the Jackson-Brittany reunion tour. Ugh, gosh. I will admit that some of the things that he's been saying are like facts. Like, where was that? This must be Jason. Jason must be doing these interviews, right? Not Jax. Jax was the former Vanderpump Rules sir bartender. This is Jason. Jason and Brittany are doing their, you know, interview tours. But they are all over the press, these two. I'm recording this Wednesday. They are on Watch What Happens Live tonight after the Vanderpump Rules episode. They have been to E! News. They have, I believe, done Page Six and something else. Like, these two are prancing around New York City. Just giving every interview that will pay them. And what I find is so interesting is one of my videos that I did kind of questioning and ridiculing Brittany Cartwright for taking on a Weight Watchers campaign, a nutritionist and an eating disorder specialist. I like cringe when celebrities are doing these campaigns for these gimmicky weight loss companies. And when I saw a commercial for her doing one, I did a TikTok on it and it's, reviving itself on TikTok and people are like mad all over again in the comments and I'm just laughing. But these two will do anything that they can to get themselves on television right now. And number one, I think it is a financial issue. Bold claim, but I do. Number two he is allegedly going to be on a new show called like The Villains of Bravo or Villains of Reality TV or something like that. So don't, don't hesitate for one second to think that Jax and Brittany are doing this out of the kindness of their heart and their feelings for Ariana. They are doing this because they want to get his face out in front before this show and they're probably getting paid for all of these interviews. And right now he is on an anti-Tom kick so he is just going to go and trash all of them like I just I don't think we need to hear from him. I don't think we need to have any clue or give any shits about what Jax Taylor and Britney Cartwright have to say about any of this. We want to act like he wasn't the biggest serial che- cheater on the entire series in the first place? Like why? Just because you guys are married and have a kid and you're all happy now like go away. Go enjoy life. Like Stassi and Bo and their little family, like just go away. I don't feel the same about Kristen because Kristen and Ariana are very close. And Kristen was like there that night with Ariana and she has been there with her throughout all of this. I don't think, I just don't have the same feeling about Kristen. I do, however, have these very strong feelings that Jackson, Brittany, this whole press tour is a joke. An absolute joke and nobody really cares what you have to say. I feel like I did a lot of ranting and raving on today's episode. I apologize for that. I did not mean to get so heated, but it just, it seemed like a week that I was really angry about a lot of things in Bravo land. As always, everything in this episode is my thoughts, my opinions. Please don't take anything I said as factual information it is just my thoughts and my opinions. Please go and support the new YouTube channel. I uh, I'm hoping it's going to be fun. And like I said, you're going to I've been recording some of this. You're going to get some clips. You're going to see what I really look like when I'm recording these podcasts. It's probably a good thing that I'm usually alone. If you think I wave my hands a lot on TikTok, you're going to see that it gets a little intense. Here on the podcast recording. So go to the YouTube channel. Oops, I gossiped again. I've linked it in the show notes as well and subscribe and kind of hang with me. I'm going to make this really fun transition. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, please, please leave me a rate, leave me a review. That is how my podcast gets seen by more people on Apple and Spotify. They look for those reviews, they want to see that other people are listening and loving the show. So please go. It would mean the world to me. Leave me a rate. Leave me a review. And with that being said, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.